Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K-Things. And it's your boy, DJ. All right, man. Let's get right into it. Let's Episode it. 244. Yes, sir. All right, man. Um, first of all, I want to start off with a rest in peace to the Green Ranger. Uh, Jason David Frank died by suicide this morning, man. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, the Green and White Ranger. And it's and this is a bigger conversation. Yeah, man. It's fucking crazy. It kind of it made me I actually almost started crying because it was a huge part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Power Rangers fan. And and this is a part of this is the bigger conversation we have to have about, you know, men's mental health awareness, because this is considered mental health awareness month for men. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of shit going on. And I just want to say you matter. If you listen to this podcast, you matter. Please talk to somebody, anybody mm-hmm. like anybody. And I and uh, I had to actually explain myself. This morning, because I posted just a, it was a clip I seen from TikTok of how many men are taking their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like per minute, per per second, per hour, per whatever, right? And then the next clip was just showing why men matter, and I had to literally explain to somebody that was like, "But women, just but this," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "I'm not trying to be reductive of women. I just wanted to show why men matter in a time where they're taking their lives at a freaking eighty percent rate." Yeah. So that I don't was, even think you need to connect them because I, I think that kind of creates like a, a comparison space. But just men's lives matter is like a is a great way to just end that. Statement. No, I never connected anything. They did that. No, I'm just saying I'm not talking about you. I'm oh, just saying yeah. like you, there's there's no reason to connect. Got it. Yeah. There was just some what about isms like, well, what about women doing this and this and that? It just showed like basically, uh, you know who Cher is, right? Mm-hmm. Cher, they basically asked her in an old in- interview with Sally Jesse Raphael. I don't know if you remember who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she was doing an interview. She had she was on her show back in the early 90s and le- in the early 80s. This, this looked like this was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And she says, do you think men are important? And she replied, like, important for what? And then everybody started laughing and women were clapping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was an unnecessary statement. However, it does whatever. And then the next clip goes to showing, you know, men that are firefighters and truck drivers and this percentage of men are doing this and that mm-hmm. just to represent the value that men have in this country, not mm-hmm. to be reductive of women, mm-hmm. but to show the importance. And I got pushback for that. Mm-hmm. And um, that was after posting the suicide stuff. And then he takes his own life. Yeah. So yeah. it's just it's just all these things were connected. So I don't want to talk Tom Blue in the face, but I just want men to know that they matter, man. Yeah, yeah Definitely. It's it's crazy that you would have to say that when literally none of us got here without a man, Um, a man and a woman. So I feel like, I don't know, they should matter, you know, your sex shouldn't determine whether or not you matter or how much you matter. Mm -hmm. And your sex shouldn't determine how vulnerable you get to be. Um, I feel like men need to uh, learn how to be more vulnerable with each other, not just women, because everyone has that woman that maybe they can be vulnerable with vulnerable with you know behind closed doors but women oftentimes don't understand what a man may be going through no so it helps to have a friend you can go to and be like bro i'm not good like this is going on and it could be the softest thing in the world and your friend is going to sit here listen to you if necessary speak to you counsel you and not make fun of you for being soft or Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying give your boy a shoulder to cry on it and not one that's going to laugh at him later yeah, I think that a lot of the things that we need to tell women or our wives or whatever is it, it can't be too heavy. It could be heavy, but not too heavy because yeah. a lot of times they can't handle that. I've had a man tell me he wanted to take his life. I'm sure he never told his girlfriend that. Okay, yeah. so that's the thing. I think that you, we have to like have communications amongst ourselves 
and um, make sense of what we're going through as men. I'm not saying to shut women out, but sometimes women are not, they're not at, how do I say this? They don't have the mental threshold sometimes to take that on. Yeah. Because it's certain pressures and things that people that we go through as men that they can't quantify. And it's not to say that, oh, women don't know this or that. It's just a fact. Like, for example, if a family, let's say as a family, right, things are tough. You know, it's hard to pay bills. Things are doing bad. Society is not going to look at the woman. They're going to look at the man. Why is the man fell in the family? You dig what I'm saying? Those are the different things we go through as men. And we have these pressures on ourselves to be more. We want to be more, but sometimes that could take you to capacity and stress you the fuck out. I will say, though, that I think that there's some merit to that. But I think there's also a lot of women that are like they are like forcing men to be vulnerable that that ain't how it works. That don't want to be uh, that don't want to be vulnerable. Right. And I'm not saying that that's work that works, but right. I'm just saying that there is it's not always the woman's fault that she's not creating a safe space for the man. And sometimes just like as, as men, we just don't, we don't know how to share our feelings with, with the woman. And, um, so I'm, but I'm basically saying it's not always the woman's fault that there's not a safe space in the relationship. Sometimes it takes a man to like really turn into a man to understand like the value of vulnerability in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, It's, I think with women though, it gets tough to, be vulnerable, and I'm not one of these guys. I, you know, I say whatever, but for a lot of guys, it's tough to be vulnerable. Vulnerable because you're the protector of the house. So mm-hmm. any any show of you know any sign of weakness can be looked at as a negative in our own minds. A lot mm-hmm. of it is in our own mind. Like, well, I don't want her to think I can't handle it, or mm-hmm. you know things like that. I got to be a man. I got to be tough. Can't let mm-hmm. her see me. So then it's like if you can't talk to your woman or your friends. Then who can you talk to? then that's when, you know, you really get in your own head and that's where things can really get bad. Yeah. I think one thing women won't mention, but I I believe this to be true. I think women are constantly evaluating, can I trust him? Can I trust him? Can I trust him? And it's happening multiple times during the marriage, relationship, whatever, as time goes on. And I think that as men, we want to be trusted. Right. So if we ever if we ever get in our own minds of, you know, whether it's a financial struggle or, you know, whatever it is, we will doubt ourselves. But here's the problem, too. Two things are very true before we move on. I also think that in some ways, um, women don't have enough practice with vulnerability with men, especially if they haven't always made the best decisions in who they've dated and they find a good man. They don't have any fucking practice. So when a man is vulnerable, they don't even know how to comprehend it. Yeah. So you, you get a lot of times where a man is yeah. like, I'm going through it, man. I'm just, 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 And she's just like. Talking, I don't know what to do. He's just sitting there crying. He's been crying for a while. I don't know what to tell him. And it's because when you date, you have a history of being around men who have been emotionally unavailable and you finally find a decent human being. It's kind of hard. You have to be able to grow yourself. And this is true for men, too. We have to be able to in order to meet a woman's needs, we have to update our programming. Mm -hmm. But it's you know, it's not always like men need to talk to somebody. They don't communicate. They don't talk. Well, we've been stifled a lot of our lives, too. If you yeah. fall down, you know, you, you get told all, it's just different being a man. You know, you fall down, hurt yourself. You better not cry. You know, yeah. hey, hey, make sure you walk your sister to school. Hey, hey, make sure you don't. It's a, it's a different reality that we live that, yeah. that you know, that is not um, um, comprehended without really going into detail. Yeah, I think all of that is, is true. 
But um, I mean, and I will say that um, vulnerability is like can really save your life. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it it is the case that some women don't understand how to um, comprehend a man's uh, vulnerability or they're coming to her crying or, and sometimes it's hard for men to comprehend, you know, just men to men, but yes, I think it is. that however it plays out, like we have to, we have to be able to communicate how we're feeling about certain situations. Cause like we go through a lot as human beings, as men, you know, and men, there's a lot of like societal pressures that comes with being a man. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of men's real struggles come by way of relationships and dealing with, you know, wives and your girlfriends and stuff like that. So I just think like, um, I propose to anybody, just pick up the phone and like call, call somebody, call your friend. And a lot of times you don't know how your friend is going to react, but um, the only way you'll really know is if you you pick up the phone and have that conversation. Yeah. Some and sometimes uh, it's not even about like what they say to you or any sort of advice. Sometimes it's just about listening. But on the on the flip side, though, because I think too a lot of men don't say things to their wives or girls or whatever because she's going through things. So mm-hmm. he may feel like, man, she's been telling me every day, like, oh man, work has been like this, da 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 da. And then my mm-hmm. mom, and then she she's going through all these things. So even when you're in the midst of going through something, mm-hmm. sometimes you need to pause and be like, okay, that's me, but how are you doing? And then genuinely listen. Don't listen yeah, for, for a sure. split second mm-hmm. and then go back to, oh, yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, like I was saying, da, 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 da. don't do that. Really mm-hmm. stop and say, okay, how are you doing, though? I know We know I'm going through it. How are you? Some people that, for sure will call you and be like, Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Good. Cause at work today, I blah, and then yeah. like, they only asking you how you're doing so that they can story. get their rocks off. Yeah. That's a problem. So I, make I think- sure make sure you genuinely want to know how specifically the men around you are doing because a lot of times they're not doing good, but they're trying to put up this front to be strong for you. Mm-hmm. And so you might need to let him know, like, look, hey, I got you too. Are, for sure. are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't coerce men though. Don't try to coerce them and then letting those feelings out. Let it be organic. Yeah. Because here's the thing too, women over time have had more practice with being uh, uh, vulnerable or putting their feelings out because it's been socially accepted. With men, it hasn't. So what happens is they'll be like, "I'm so tired of this and this and that." They'll be complaining to you about something, and it's fine. But uh, I just lost my fucking dad, and I haven't slept for two weeks straight, and I'm doing horrible. But the fact that you feel comfortable coming to me with all of your problems, you haven't seen anything I'm going through, but I have to, like, explain it. But it's Mm -hmm. almost like if I explained it, I don't even know how much of that you could fucking comprehend. Yeah. Like, we go through some heavy stuff, Mm -hmm. some pretty heavy stuff. And that's not to flatten women. I just think they've had more experience with them expressing themselves. And then sometimes... There's some. There's a lot of women. There's not all of them, but it's a lot of women that kind of facilitate the problems. Because what happens is you get with a woman, and you might cry or something goes on, and you're feeling bad, and they lose interest. That is a real thing. Yeah, but I think that that is that's definitely true. But that's that's it. That's the sign you need. Like mm. if your girl is not providing a one. space. Yeah, if she's not providing a space for you to cry or that's a good point. Be like that's how you know you should get out of there. That's or a great may, point. Or maybe you know if you're willing to 
if you have the patience to grow with that person, they can develop that, you know, that that trait to be uh, more caring and, and more um, attending to your needs. But for the most part, like if you if you can't cry in front of your girl, then like that's not that's not the one for I you. I don't think I think once you get a little older, you're too set in your ways. You're in your 30s and you're like that. I can't make you be that way. I think that it's just innately in some people. If, oh, go ahead. No, I just think it's innately in some people to have that caring heart for someone going through some shit. And I think that if you have robotic empathy to where it's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry that it happened to you. Well, today at work, you know, <laughs> you, yeah, you, you yeah. have to like you either have that or you don't. You know, some, and some people on a very low end can get that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I, the only reason I say it like that is because I'm a person that has learned empathy. Like I, I'm a person that like honestly, naturally, I don't care about a lot. Like there are some person like that feels everything in the world like mm, it could be yeah, a bomb going off in iran or something and they just like if they feel it in their heart like they have you know empathy and feel sympathy that bomb. for <laughs> and for those people <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a person that i just naturally like if i can't relate to it on some level right I, I just don't care um i'm like that. so um you know empathy for me is like a real practice like i have to like really like articulate you know, that I am interested in what these yeah. people are saying. I think that's normal, though. I think some things make you feel everything and some things make you feel nothing. And it doesn't yeah. make you a bad person. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't have an investment in this thing, which is why I'm not going to be acting like, oh, do this or oh, you need to wear a mask because yeah. and you need to. And it's like, no, that ain't me. But yeah. I'm saying in terms of a relationship, like that's oh, yeah. literally something I had to practice. So mm-hmm. there are there's a there's a way that you can like really learn to be in, empathetic in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, all right. Switch, switching gears. Um, two teachers fired for having sexual relations in a classroom. This is going to be good, guys. Strap your seats up. Um, <laughs> an eighth grade teacher in Arizona and her husband have lost their school jobs after they recorded OnlyFans videos in the classroom. A side hustle she claimed was necessary to supplement their low salaries. Um Using the alias Chloe Carter, I'm about to look her up, a Thunderbolt, the middle school science mm. teacher, Samantha Peer, uploaded the X-rated videos for her OnlyFans page, which her students, they just plugged the shit out of her OnlyFans, which her students found and shared among themselves. That Oh, wow. They was jacking off. Um, her husband, <laughs> Natalis Elementary, her husband, uh, Natalis Elementary School, fourth grade teacher, Dylan Peer, also took part in the adult productions inside the Lake Havasu uh, unified School District building, according to the report. Samantha said she resigned under pressure October 31st after being placed on paid administrative leave and probation. Dylan was let go four days later. On the Friday, she released a video explaining that she and her hus- hubby resorted to creating X-rated videos because of their low salaries. My children are the most important. <laughs> she looked kind of good. She got a big head, though. Um my children are the most important thing to me. I'm already spending countless hours outside of my contract time uh, on school activities, and I don't think it's fair that I have to sacrifice my own children's time because our professional salary did not pay enough, she said. Wow. Well, Most people start Etsy stores. Like, right. Most people selling cakes and pies and stuff but like that. This this could be a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. They go full fledged. Yeah, they can go full time with it now and not have to worry about nothing. They might make more money on only, especially with this is all. Right, look, all publicity is good publicity. No, it's not. <laughs> not. In, their, in their case, because as you just said, when you were reading it, hey, mm. they just really plugged their OnlyFans. You they, know better know, sure. they better know. They better know how to fuck. Out? 
they better know how to fuck. Because if they don't know how to fuck and they got some watered down porn, then that that didn't mean nothing. First of all, they better know how because they were science people. <laughs> sex is sex is science. Nigga, nigga going deep in that equator. Yeah, <laughs> science, especially if they're teaching chemistry, they better have some. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't think there's really an excuse for it. Um, if you're doing a certain job, you shouldn't be like it's just not ethical. You know, you, yeah. you 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 may be off the clock, but I remember back in the day when teachers didn't have that sexual energy. You know, they didn't have that, man. Now, these teachers be at the school with yoga pants and their titties all out and shit. And he's like, I was driving by. I was going to the gym the other day and I looked over and it was a teacher. She couldn't be no older than probably 35 right in there. A 35 year old in the 90s dressed way motherfucking different. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't even create a sexual fantasy about the teacher. Well, it was one back in the day. Mrs. Tafoya. Shout out to Mr. Tafoya. Yo. What? That's What's school? Whoa, hold on. Mr. Huh? Tafoya might have been my vice principal. Really? She probably was. Yeah, she was my vice principal. Kind of tall? At Thorner, yeah. Yeah, it's her then. Yeah, his, Hispanic lady. Yeah, she was a fox when I was young. Yeah, Miss <laughs> Tafoya. Miss Tafoya let me, let me get away with a lot when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Yeah, when I was a kid, she probably was like 26, 27. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like in 95. Yeah, like 95. So now she's much older. Tupac had just got out on bail. Yep. And a couple Fresh months. out of jail. California, <laughs> dreaming. California dreaming. That's when Tupac still had hair. No, it's not five and a scene. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but no, man. I, I just think that nowadays everything goes. We're too progressive, and people want to fuck and be a teacher, and then go to uh, Bible study, and then get out of Bible study, and then have sex in the church. Like, what but, the fuck are y'all doing? But she was having sex with her husband. So the Bible study part, she <laughs> can, she can do that. Yeah, she, she can not sin. She yeah, not sinning. She can do that. She not sinning. The problem is she was doing it at work. I don't even she think gotta obey the law of the land. Though. Yeah, I, I truthfully, as a teacher, don't. I don't even think that the OnlyFans was a problem. Because mm. uh, who's not being held accountable, and it's not gonna happen. But the kids who was on the OnlyFans, mm-hmm. they, know, they shouldn't man. be held accountable, like kicked out of school. But like nobody's talking about how that's a problem too. Is like these kids is able to just find this porn, and how, did they stumble up upon it, or did she just have? Ain't nobody stumble upon no porn. Did they just be like he was looking for it? I bet she got an OnlyFans. Something about her feel real OnlyFans. You see, you her really, husband was looking. Yeah, at you it? really gotta find an OnlyFans page. Yeah, it you don't like, just run up on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Unless yeah. they, I don't know what did they post it on social media or something. No, nah, they just were sharing it. Like the, I'm the talking teacher, about like the click the link in my bio. Like how did know. they promote their OnlyFans? Uh, they promoted it through a paywall. Mm. Mm. So but they had what I, they had to use their social media. It's probably kids that followed them some capacity. No, yeah, they, they blocked you. they blocked everyone in Arizona. They literally blocked everyone in Arizona. Mm-hmm. They I don't know how you did. do that. I, yeah, you thought could, they did. Yeah. yeah, you can make yeah. an Instagram and say you from Delaware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I guess yeah. that's what happened. But they still got caught. I, I I'm kind of tired of this like excuse that. Uh, I did this because I needed to make supplemental income. No. It's like there's so many other things you could have done that didn't jeopardize your uh, your career. I mean, yeah. but you got to go with your gifts. So if her and her husband, right. was at, her, her husband was at the house in private getting it in, they might have was like, "Can you imagine that? If we no just reti- re- if we just record this, we can get a bag." Can you imagine that and, though? And they was teachers. They they tried to use that to their advantage, like mm-hmm. you know, kinky. Teacher, mm-hmm. yeah, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. so that's why they, they had to use a classroom. classroom, get some real OnlyFans money so you can afford like a set. 
studio. <laughs> yeah, it's you fine. need a real set. That ain't cool fucking in school. You got pussy juice and shit all over the goddamn wow. table. Yeah. It's kids coming in there. It's yeah. apples in there, pencils, worms in the <laughs> That's apples. fucked up, man. Hey, Davion, Miss Carter got some good pussy. Look at this. That's crazy. That's the conversation that they're having, and that's yeah. why they got fired. Dang. That's why they got fired. You can't be doing that, man. Yeah. You got to, yeah, you can't be doing that shit. You can't be a teacher doing that. It's at least one kid trying to figure out what school they work at now so they can transfer <laughs> and see Miss Carter again. It was I'm a teacher. for sure trying to get held back somehow. <laughs> it was eight years old trying to get. <laughs> it was a teacher here locally, and she got fired. Um, and we talked about that years ago. Her mm. literal name, because we had looked it up for you know for research for the podcast, for, right, yeah, right, only research, for research re- purposes. Um, yeah, right, right, right. Research. Her wow. name was BBC Slut Wife. Yeah, that was her name. Wow. Yeah. That was so her. so was so did the kids call her Mrs. Slut Wife at school? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't she? think they did. They just knew that's what she was. I, I, and the fucked up thing, she was a teacher. Was it Independence? No, it was Frontier. Frontier. Oh, Frontier. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, you got to know better than that. Like, these kids are watching porn. Like, I watched porn as a kid. Well, I didn't watch it because we didn't have it on, you know, we had the Spice Channel when I was a kid. <laughs> but they had uh, uh, magazines was big back then. Magazines. So we was watching. Those pages were sticky. Man, bad it, yeah, it, was, it was some, definitely some, uh, some uh, some residue on those pages. Eddie was watching that porn where they didn't have words, just a lot of music playing. Exactly. The the cool part about the the reason why I'd be like I don't be believing nobody, but the reason I have an issue with the, this whole uh, excuse of you know supplemental income or whatever. Um, Rick Ross once when he was going back and forth for Fifty Cent, because you know Fifty Cent come out the gate with Get Rich or Die trying. He sell like 10 million records and then he uh, do the massacre, another 10 million records. And what Rick Ross was saying was like, um, I would rather sell a million records 10 times than sell like one record and sell 10 million. So I say that to say in terms of like what these teachers are doing, this is like a flash in the pan. Like yo, it's only so long before your body parts or you just don't, you're just not as attractive. Yeah. And what being a teacher you got, health insurance you got um a retirement plan you got an actual career where you know you get you know you get a salary all these Mm -hmm. different things just like uh, a lot of benefits but i i just think like that was an excuse for them to just kind of like live out some sort of fantasy and think i'm I'm sure they wanted to make money obviously they put it behind a paywall but at the end of the day like I think the majority of it was like, "Ooh, this is this is interesting. This is fun." Like, the dumb, the dumb thing about it is, if you're fucking in a classroom, there's going to be something on the wall. There's going to be something up there that tells you what fucking school it is. We know what your classroom look like. Yeah, yeah. so it's like we know my we, son's name is on the board. He got an A on the spelling. Yeah, test. Davion got an A, yeah. and I appreciate the progress he's made. But y'all fucking in there. Yeah. What's the teacher's name? Uh, Chloe Carter is her porn Miss, name. Oh, I'm not interested in a real name. Mrs. That doesn't matter Carter. right now, kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, nah, man, you gotta stop. I know we live in a time. Stop having sex in classrooms, man. You know the fucked up yeah. thing about it. Here's the fucked up thing about the fantasy. <laughs> here's the fucked up thing about the current landscape of the world. There are a bunch of regular people, and especially in this age, there's a bunch of regular women who went into sex work. Think about that. That's crazy. Because back, like before the pandemic, this wasn't really a thing. 
Oh, you mean women that I probably know a few, previously wouldn't have done it? I, right. I know a few women with OnlyFans. Yeah, I know some women with OnlyFans. A few. And they literally naked on the motherfucker. I don't, I don't subscribe to it. I don't have OnlyFans. But I know they get naked on there. Yeah. And some yeah. people was fucking on there. And it's like, yo, like, come on, man. Like, this yeah. is this is too much. That's scary. It's giving OnlyFans a bad name because I wanted to make OnlyFans to go in there and tell jokes. <laughs> it was like, it had to be. You're not gonna show your feet or nothing. Was like, <laughs> that was funny, but put your dick out. That's. <laughs> I was just about to say that, but I didn't want to say it because it, it was gonna be awkward. That's exactly, that's exactly why I didn't go go no further. You look in the comments. That nigga DJ hilarious. I'm trying to jack off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to see the D, not the J. <laughs> Yo. Uh, Yo, that's exactly. Some of us out here actually want to use it for what oh, it was for. Oh man, Can't do it. that nigga DJ telling jokes. I'm trying to get some strokes. <laughs> okay, that's that's honestly that's enough. That's enough. Uh, honestly, y'all could. It's funny uh, because there's a there's a guy out here in in Bakersfield uh, that is like uh, in that world in the like sex. Or he used to be at least. And girls would say, like, he would be, like, he would be, like, jacking off in the shower singing songs. like Wow. Like, singing ushers. Like, these are my confessions. <laughs> just when I thought I said. That's, that's creative. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, man. Nigga being there. X going to give it to you. He going to give it to you. X going to give it to you. That's more gangster. <laughs> Uh, oh no that's yeah, terrible that's wild damn man i i don't know man and the thing too is you you have to market yourself too people create a only fans but be lazy <laughs> like if you're gonna create a only fans and it's gonna be any sexual shit whatever you can't just like pop up you have to like promote that really shit do, yeah. that that goes into don't do things that you are not truly proud of or that you, would, you, that you wouldn't tell nobody you do because yeah. yes, sir. you get on there wanting to be sexual, but then you also scared to go on there and promote what you're about to do on there. There you go. And that yeah. actually may get you some more money. If you just be like, you know what, y'all? Yeah. I'm busting it open. You heard me? Mm-hmm. This ain't open. Come on on. Come on in. <laughs> I was uh, I was in this class and one of these, uh, one of like the leaders of the class had said, um, it was around the idea of like being being vulnerable. And she was saying, I don't do anything in my life that I'm not willing to share. Mm. So um, in that conversation, we're just talking about vulnerability. So, you know, say, for example, like um, we started this podcast and you'd be like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't want to tell. But um, in terms of that, like it's true because, you know, if you a person that got a secret OnlyFans, you're not going to get the same type of um numbers or subscribers because you kind of like oh i'm only gonna post it over here i'm only yeah. gonna post it like the ones that's really doing it they on tiktok doing mm-hmm. lives they on ig reels they got twitter they sharing pictures and all this mm-hmm. stuff and it all kind of funnels back to to their only fans yeah, yeah you're wasting your own time at that point here's what i would tell people doing the only fan shit um i don't care if it's behind a paywall um nothing dies on the internet so here's the problem for a lot of the the you know the women that are sexually liberated that are on there, um, and some of the guys that's in there jacking off in the shower. Um, <laughs> this nigga's crazy. <laughs> These are my confessions. Yeah, here's the nigga, and they're like, "Who? Yeah, beating his meat." Look, it could be thirty years from now, right? 
and you're a, the different man, you're a different woman. You go to church, you have a family, you're a grandmother now, whatever you are, right? But it's still going to be videos of you sucking dick back in 2022. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> that, that's, that was my thing. Like, you know, you giving up your teaching career for a couple years of, you know, selling yeah. on, OnlyFans. It might go, I don't know, sex is extremely popular, so but who knows put, what the platform will look gotta like. They got to put out more content. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, they got to they gotta try to retire. But, like, they didn't lose their credential or their license to teach, though. So they they will potentially get another job. But you got to get high. You know this process. Like, you got to sit down in front, front of somebody and be like, hey. like." You well, know, I, uh, at my last class, I yeah. had my titties on the desk. And, uh, <laughs> Just move to California. They let people fuck out here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's progressive. You could fuck and get uh fake and teach. Yeah, you yeah, you can fucking teach on the side. Yeah. They'd be like, why didn't you just come to us and ask us to use a classroom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All you needed was a permit and some yeah. insurance. The fact that you snuck in is why we have to let you go. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like me and I mean me and the vice principal always make videos here. But it's the fact <laughs> that you didn't ask us is why we're very livid about this. Yeah. He'd be like, Wow. Mrs. Carter. Yeah, Miss Carter in there. Yeah, so Hey, this is a cautionary tale to people that want to make any type of explicit content. Yeah. If you're not proud of it or you don't want to get busted or fired, don't do it. Pick up a second job. Pick a, Yeah, pick up a second job or whatever. But it, they, it, she picked up a sucking job instead of picking <laughs> up a second job. What killed me is they jumped right over stripping. She could have been a nice stripper <laughs> that, in Arizona. No, you can't. Oh, you Somebody can't. would snitch on you there. That totally would. At least it's not on the internet, though. And at least your eighth graders can't get in the club. Yeah, the eighth graders. The school ID won't get you in there. I don't go to strip clubs. I've been to strip club about four times in my life. Mm -hmm. Each time it was not my idea. I don't waste money on naked women, right? I actually like taking women on dates. But anyways, I for sure like being in a strip club. I don't like it. I don't care for it. But it was it was a chick I went to high school with. (laughs) It was a chick that was. Yo, it was a chick I went to high school with that was butt naked on the on the stage at Hello at uh, was it, uh Exotic Kitty, yeah, and she was completely naked. And then she seen me and was like, "Hey, what's up, Eddie?" I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" I've I definitely been in a strip club once, and my friend's cousin was on stage. No, yeah. he was like, "Oh man, it's awkward in here, but I already paid my money to get in." Dang. Yeah. I didn't know Deborah had ass like that. Fuck. Cousin was thick, too, <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> uh, Oh, man. That's, that's that, correct. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's Bakersfield, too. So you can't do that. You it definitely can't do that. Yeah, you mess around and see somebody. He was like, oh, nigga, that's that bus driver I told you about. <laughs> she in the club now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching gears. Uh, recently, the, the candy company, Haribo, um, they recently had a check returned to them. Uh, worth $4.8 million. Um, and I'll read the article. A man returned a check made out to Haribo for $4.8 million. He was thanked in gummy candy. All right. And it's six bags of candy. He said, I thought it was a bit cheap, said the man. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the way a candy company responded to a man's sweet jester, I like that play on words, has left him uh, a more than a little sour. Oh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. They did that. They're real creative. Real creative. I Mm -hmm. like this writer here. Um, On November 10th, a story about a man named Anwar G was published in German newspaper bio in an article. Anwar uh, recounted a series of events that led him straight to the head honchos of German confectionery company Haribo. Anwar said that one day after visiting his mother, he was making his way home through 
whatever this place, Bonswat Nierdad, whatever, uh, light rail station stop in Frankfurt, Germany, when something caught his eye. <coughs> he spotted a little piece of paper flapping in the wind, and it turned out to be a check made to Haribo for $4.8 million or a little more than $4.81. Um, let me see, continue reading. Uh, the check for the check from DZ Bank was issued by German supermarket chain uh, Rue to Haribo for what must have been more gummy bears than any single man <laughs> would have known what to do with. Still, Anwar did the responsible thing and contacted Haribo. When a lawyer for the candy company got back to him, Anwar said he was asked to destroy the check and send a, send a photographic proof of it, which he did. A few days later, Haribo sent him a thank you in the mail for helping them out. Six bags of Haribo gummies. Uh, <laughs> said Anwar... Uh, Dasfan Ishan being said Anwar Bill, which translates <laughs> Eddie bilingual. Uh, from German to English, I thought it was a bit cheap. Okay, here's the thing, right? Um, when it comes to, to Haribo as a company, I, I think, or to him, I think when you do a good deed, you shouldn't have an expectation after that. I think you should do things yeah. out of the kindness, out of your own heart. But two things could be very true. I feel the Haribo was cheap as a motherfucker. You only gave him two, <laughs> six fucking candies. You cocksuckers. You could have gave him more candy than that. That how was fucked can- up. How much candy would have been enough? Uh, shit. Two briefcases full. I would say like, yeah. If you're going to give me candy, at least give me enough candy for I could be like, hey, you know what? I still thought it was cheap, but they gave me enough candy to last a year. Hmm. <laughs> I got a glue knowledge, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Halloween was three weeks ago. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I got their mad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, yeah. I, I thought it was a little fucked up. Four point eight million dollars is a slight for them. That's a billion dollar corporation. I think that there. I think that article missed some context in terms of like. I believe that that was a, and I might be wrong. I think it was a check written to um, DZ Bank. I think it was like a store that was writing a check to Haribo, mm. if I'm not mistaken. But um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I think it is. It it is. <clears throat> Slightly a slap in the face. I think for me, the way I look at it is like, I'm not, I try not to be like a hypocrite because I know that that's like natural for us as human beings to be hypocritical. So, because I don't know like what exactly I would do. Because if if I'm looking at it and I'm Haribo and somebody finds a check, um, like say that, I don't know, like the rent check for for the office or something like that, I I write a check every month and um, somebody returned it to me, I would be like, Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? I know for sure I'm not giving nobody like $10 or whatever because one, you can't do anything with the check. You'll probably get um you probably get arrested if you went inside of a bank and try to like cash that. And two, like I I'm just I don't know, the way I the way I look at I'm not like pressured by society to really do anything. So, it sounds good, you know, getting donkey of the day and like, you know, getting backlash on Twitter and all these other things, but at the end of the day, like, um, you know, when you're a successful brand or a successful business, you kind of approach things in a certain way. Like you approach you approach things in a way where every dollar matters. And he didn't really save you really any money or anything. He didn't really do yeah, anything for you. I agree. But you know what else matters, Keith? PR. I think it would have been great PR if you were to pay that man for bringing that check back. Because either way, when stories like this hit the streets, everybody's going to find out about it. So what is 
And the thing about it, I'm not saying I got to give him 50000 or no shit like that, but if it was $2,500, $5,000, it's nothing to them. It's but not, not going to hurt them to do that. What happens with that, too, is it, it's never enough. Like, you know how it is. Like, even we talked about Jeff Bezos earlier. He de- donated, like, 700000 and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, that's, that's like a slap in the face. How could you donate such a little money when you're a billionaire? Like, so what – so I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, they could have donated money, but sometimes you run into this, like – the the PR is like um, there's there's always like oh they only gave him four thousand dollars out of a four point eight billion dollar I mean four point eight million dollar check yeah yeah I guess but it would have been a better gesture than six fucking bags of candy Keith yeah six yeah. bags I ain't giving nobody no money if you find my check thank you nah I well now you on. know you find a wallet with a with an ID in it that say Keith Fingers keep all the money yeah just in keep it. the money in there there yeah. probably ain't no money in there actually <laughs> oh yeah they're gonna look oh fuck this nigga we gonna we about to steal his identity <laughs> I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's the main thing uh, that's probably the main thing with these type with these types of conversations is all we all gonna do is talk about what we would have done yeah so my position is different than Keith's because. I would have, if I had as much money as they do, mm-hmm. would have given that man some money mm-hmm. for for just his for just taking the time to even return the check, mm-hmm. and really it wouldn't even have to, you know. I know it's a crazy story because it's so much money involved, mm-hmm. but it really wouldn't have to be a story. It'd just be like you said, just a thank you. But also, here goes some even the money that's in that man's pocket. You know what I mean? Um, I can speak on this from experience <clears throat> because I already know what I would have done, and I've already done it. Um, I remember I, I've mentioned on here before, maybe once or twice, how I lost my wallet when I was in college. I was working at Sears and I lost it on the public transportation. This is like 2006 or seven. Mm-hmm. And once you lose something on the bus, you ain't getting that shit back. Mm-hmm. I had about $70 and a credit card on it. And a girl I went to high school with, uh, Alexis Tate. Shout out to Alexis. Um, Alexis um, worked in the mall at the time as well. And um, she found me at work, said, hey, I got your wallet, Eddie. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And then I tried to give her the money out of my wallet, and she wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. So I can speak from a, in a small sample size. I'm not Haribo. I'm not a fucking millionaire. But at that time, when I was only like 21, I might have been 21. Mm-hmm. No, might have been, yeah, 21 years old. That was a lot of money to me. You mm-hmm. know, $70 was a lot of money, and I was willing to give it all away because she had done something. And it changed. It gave me... It, it, how do you say this? It restored my faith in humanity when yeah. she gave me my wallet with all my shit in it. Mm-hmm. Like all of my shit was in my wallet. And I actually I got paid that day and I wanted to give her all the money in my wallet only because like somebody to do something like that. So for me to feel that way when I was in college as a man who my brain wasn't even fully developed. Why is this a company that has lasted for many, many years. They got a $4.8 million check that they don't have to give to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they had to give them anything. But six bags of candy, nigga, are you serious? <laughs> six bags. Yeah. This is That's Let's insane. candy, bro. So, Keith, would you have gave the candy or just nothing, just to thank you? I might have gave him more candy, but I don't think I don't think you deserve, like, $4,000. Man. Like a lifetime. Because with the candy, it, it doesn't really cost him anything. It probably cost him like twenty cent to make a bag or something like that. You know what? It yeah. could have been more. It could have been more of a customized gift. Let me give you movie tickets to here. Let me give you some food coupons to here. Let me give you a gift card to here. Something like something. Something. Yeah, not a cavity. Now I'm I into might, it with yeah. my dentist. <laughs> That's insane, man. <laughs> I've given people more than that. 
Yeah. I've given people more than that, and I'm just a guy, right? I'm not a corporation. I just think it, it gives you an idea of how tight motherfuckers is when it doesn't profit them, right? So if it's not profiting them, they don't see the value in it. So here's the funny thing. You want to hear something that's funny? You want to hear something that's funny? I guarantee you, because I've seen it myself, whenever they have people coming down from corporate, you know, at these big company meetings, they are spending money. They're going to restaurants, spending thousands of dollars and giving huge tips. That's what these companies do. They take their company cards and they spend a shitload of money at these places, right? They buying all the lobster, all the shrimp, all this shit. But a motherfucker gives you a $4.8 million check and you act like you're deaf and blind. I think that's fucked up because I know how they move. When I was working at Sears, there was people that would come down from Florida or whatever like that. And they was going out having drinks and all kind of shit on the company card. Mm -hmm. So these people that are, you know, the upper echelon or whatever at these companies, they're spending so much money, but they don't want to give you. They only want to give you six bags of candy. (laughs) These motherfuckers, man, boy. Yeah. I, I think that I think I've made that promise to myself that when when I become what I want to become and I'm running a business as big or as small as it gets, I don't want a company to get so fucking massive that I'm treating everybody like a robot that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I just don't ever want to just just from a moral standpoint, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I want people, yeah. to, even if they're not happy to show up to work, I want to give them an incentive to keep showing up and let them know that they matter. Mm-hmm. You, you do, know, you do cross over a certain like threshold where mm-hmm. everything does become business first. Right. People second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a lot of these cases, like for them, it may not have been, you know, the best business move to give him any money because all money in, no money out, as Nipsey say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they may have been like, yo, we, w- we would love to be able to pay you something. But. That wasn't in the budget. Thanks. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was unfortunate. That wasn't in the budget. I can't. Yeah, tell. I'm. 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 Just seeing it. Maybe there was some actual research that went into it. Like how how would this positive promotion? I I honestly think it wouldn't have been benefited them in terms of like a positive PR thing because um, the the negative. If there was like a positive version of that story, mm-hmm. it we wouldn't have we wouldn't have even heard about it. Yeah. We're only hearing about it because it was like it's like a negative story in a sense hey. where they they didn't pay him or keep, keep it real. You you the CEO of Haribo? <laughs> I wish <Yeah. laughs> it'd be it would look different in here. Candy this everywhere. nigga always eating candy too. <laughs> this nigga always got gummy bears. Yeah. <laughs> Them mugs fire, especially the. Uh, we used to use we used to uh, had to write. Oh, meetings. we did. Yeah. What? Hold on. They owe us. Hold on. <laughs> What I'm with dude. <laughs> we used to have writing meetings, and we would I would go to the store. DJ or Chris would go to the store and mm-hmm. uh, pick up like some gummy worms and gummy bears, just be smacking them, writing scripts. And I'm stuff. pretty sure it's Haribo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Haribo, a little bear, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every meeting. Mm-hmm. That. Wow. Yeah. Y'all niggas is taking years off y'all life doing that shit. Oh yeah. Damn. They put cigarettes in the can. I'm playing. <laughs> remember what <laughs> I said? Nicotine in there. <laughs> remember what I said? Imagine if with certain things you would do, like certain foods you would eat, would tell you verbally, like how many years was taken off your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like losing one year. Yeah, yeah that was I a little some, short film idea we had. Yeah, the bear going I'll, into your mouth. I gotta write months, that down bro. actually. Because <laughs> I had it in my notes, so I think I didn't have an iPhone back then. Oh. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, Haribo, man. Um, fuck you, man. <laughs> Get it together, man. Start That's treating people funny. with some respect, man. <laughs> you know, we could have a debate whether it would be good PR or not. I think it would be. Right, it's just like when the Taco Bell situation where the dude worked there for twenty years and they gave this nigga a coffee mug and uh, uh, pencils and, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we don't even serve coffee. It was embar- <laughs> what am I do with this mug. That's an embarrassment. That's an embarrassment. To I, me. I, I and a pencil. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I hear what you say. I, I think for me, maybe the money is a stretch, but if it was like a customized Haribo thing, like a I don't know, a big Ooh, old thing and then like some t-shirts. Bear. Yeah, like big old teddy bear or something. And even, you know, they be having like the custom shoes and stuff like that. Maybe some custom Haribo uh, Air Force Ones or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been something something more set up, you know. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, Christmas time's coming up. I've been thinking about, you know, what kind of gifts I would get you and DJ, man. I want to get you guys something really thoughtful. Wait, say that again? I, I've just been present? thinking about what I want to get you and and a DJ, oh Christmas. man, I appreciate something that. really thoughtful, man. I've been yeah. really thinking about it. I got yeah. an idea though, it w- and it won't be a gag gift. It'll just be something very specific. Yeah, we're gonna get Keith six bags of candy because that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what he cool with. I ain't gonna front. I'd be appreciative. Like nigga, ain't, oh, ain't yeah. nobody ever got me no candy, man. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the little, the little things in life, yeah. especially at this age when you grow up. You ever have mm-hmm. a good day off of some shit that's just super small? You'd mm-hmm. be like, yo. I really, uh, I was able to hit, I hit the gym, all my clothes is clean, you know, Yo, the laundry up. mat. Yo, you on to something with all the clothes. Yeah, that-, <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> that definitely is a good day. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why am I so happy about this? Just be, it'd be some regular <laughs> stuff for me, like, just like, um, have you ever like, Put your boxers on fresh out of the dryer. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I'm like warm, especially in the winter time. I think that's I'm how like women warm. feel when they have an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, some warm, like fresh a, underwear out of the fucking dryer. What? Yeah, then like different. a warm gooch on a cold December night. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't like a warm gooch. <laughs> that's some. That, that's, Yo, you is right on t- on target with the. Well, all my clothes is clean. That feels like. Yeah. And we need to present that idea to Shark Tank and just call it nut warmers. Draws <laughs> yeah. that stay warm, thermal, yeah. thermal energy. Uh, you put them in the dryer and they stay warm for about three hours. But, just yeah. you got three hours of hot nuts. But they dry fit, so your so your so your balls don't sweat. Fast. They don't sweat. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, dry fit. Thermo energy. I don't know what type of science. We got to yeah. ask them teachers with the OnlyFans. <laughs> they, they open. They free. <laughs> yeah, sell that. Yeah. $90. I feel like we had like $5 million ideas in our lifetime of uh, podcasting. I don't think these draws will sell very well out here, though. We would have to sell those to like in like Wisconsin or in Canada. They'd be huge yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. It, 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 in, where, in, in places where, in Alaska, places where cold nuts are very prevalent. Yeah. We need like the Timberland editions and, and, in New and York. You can always get extra sales by <clears throat> making draws for like the real big dudes. Because... Ooh, we always wonder why we see like they, they butt crackers because they don't have on draws. <laughs> they don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> they, they underrepresent all the underwear packs. I used to work at Men's Warehouse and they had all the underwear. So I started paying attention to like the underwear packs in Target, Walmart. Wow. It's always some they go skinny. Up to XL, huh? It's always some skinny dude with abs on there. So the big dude is like, they ain't got nothing for Dang. me. Now big niggas need uh, draws with a drawstring on them because <laughs> they just they ass gonna keep. It's just gonna keep slide, especially if they ain't got no ass. You just a big nigga with a flat ass and the drawers is sliding down. <laughs> or or, make, no or make draws where 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 like 
you know how they got like a drop T-shirt? Yeah. You got to do the opposite with draws to make it like where it the draws like go up the back. <laughs> like they go up higher in the back and they low rise yeah. in the front. That might be dope. Man. Yeah, they need. They definitely need um, more representation for people with long cracks. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Today, crack I, concealers. <laughs> bro, today, bro. I swear, I'm not. I'm not playing. I, I swear to you, bro. I was out near the. I was near the laundromat over off of uh, Ash. You know how they got a liquor king on that corner in there, and it autos on that little center there. Mm-hmm. I pulled into there, and it was this homeless dude, and this nigga bent over, and ninety percent of his ass was out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo, ain't no way this nigga wearing drawers. <laughs> ain't no way. Know, was, have you ever seen a nigga sagging that? his drawers? No. That's I, annoying. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, they, they, they might, the drawers about evaporated. <laughs> that is nasty. Yeah. But, nigga, wild, whole ass is out. Just the wildest, all that, the, wildest thing I seen was like a nigga had like five layers of sagging going on. What do you mean? Like his drawers were sagging. The hoop shorts. And then the hoop shorts were sagging. And then the shorts over that was sagging, and then his pants were sagging, but he had a belt on, like, way down here. What oh. the fuck? He had that many pairs of shorts on? That is, yeah. He was homeless for real. <laughs> he was wearing his whole wardrobe. <laughs> that nigga had a week worth of clothes on. Yeah, that he didn't was... have no closet, so he just he just yeah. rotate them over, over the God top. God damn. Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. You know that's a trip when you see somebody sagging. Like, it's it's levels. I've seen somebody sagging down here with a belt on. Mm-hmm. It was like around his like his thighs, the yeah. belt. It'd be a designer belt on. Nigga that's, be sagging. Man, one of them dudes, it, man, if you sagging that bad, you better not ever be talking shit. Because mm-hmm. all I got to do is sock you in your jaw and just move to the left. And <laughs> you can't go nowhere because your drawers and your pants are down. Yeah, niggas be sagging with they dick out. That that's ridiculous. Like, what? It's, it's one thing yeah, to just have a little. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You know, I, you know. I, I'll tell you this much: a dude from the East Coast, he better not ever talk shit wearing those Timberlands. Because mm-hmm. you sock a dude in Timberlands, how you getting around with those fucking boots on? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you true. got those boots on like you. You punch me, son. I'm like, yeah, I punch you, nigga. What's up? <laughs> Boop. But if he kick you, it's over. Oh yeah, he kick you, it's over, man. Yeah. Your life bar going down like a motherfucker. <laughs> you get with that. Mm-hmm. You know, on Street Fighter, you get hit by Zangief and your whole bar go down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a E. Them boots are going to take your whole motherfucking life bar out there. <laughs> like, yo, I got my butters on, yo. I'm going to kick yeah. you with my butters. You got to tag another dude in. That nigga, he going to have on lugs. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I ain't heard that in so long. <laughs> Damn, remember Funkmaster Flex had his own boot? <laughs> I know, but I don't remember. Yeah. I remember Birdman. The oh, man had his own legs. legs. Yeah. Yo, baby, I got my own boot. <laughs> lugs. I'm from the boot with a boot. Birdman lugs. It was Birdman lugs. Yeah. yeah. That shit was ugly as a motherfucker. The game, I think the game had his own lugs, too. That Ew. <laughs> That's back when niggas was doing Boost Mobile commercials and shit. Yeah. Yeah, them brands is not around. They're not around at all. Dang. No. All right, switching gears. Um, A Virginia, <clears throat> a Virginia football player shooting. Um, recently... There was a shooting, and uh, yeah, it was really bad. Let me go ahead and bust open this article really quick here. Okay. Sus- Let me see. Suspect accused of killing three University of Football players is denied bond as new revelations emerge. The student accused of killing three University football players after a school field trip was denied bail Wednesday during a court hearing in Charlottesville. According to the witness, suspect Christopher Darnell's Jones Jr. shot one of the football players, Devin Chandler, while he was sleeping. Uh, the Abernally County prosecutor said 
fellow UVA Cavaliers Lavelle Davis Jr. and Deshaun Perry were also killed. Um, mourners honor three beloved students and athletes killed in the shooting Wednesday hearing. Also revealed that Jones was charged and convicted of reckless driving and hit and run in 2021 and had a concealed weapons charge in the same year. God damn. He received suspended sentences for all three offenses. Jones remains in custody at Abernelli Regional Jail, according to online records. He was assigned a public defender until the next hearing in December, a status hearing uh, that will discuss whether Jones has retained private counsel, um, attorneys Johns Hangley said. Okay, it's somewhere down in here, but okay. I actually watched some videos, um, and the girl had mentioned before he started shooting He's like, man, I'm tired of y'all messing with me, right? So there was, um, and he also had told, he confided in a friend that he was being like messed with and bullied. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. there. Uh, I was watching uh, a video on YouTube of some, like one of the, uh, what do you call the, like not superintendent, what do you call the the main people at a college? Um, like the dean? Uh, I guess I don't even know what's called the administration administrator (laughs) one of the administrators Mm -hmm. she was like um, him being bullied is not an excuse to be shooting or killing anybody and here's my here's my response why not (laughs) I'm not saying you should be (laughs) killing and shooting people but who the fuck are you to determine how somebody is going to respond to you when you've been bullying them you need to leave people alone when you've determined that somebody is really pissed off or they tired of it or they or something's wrong. Like if you're bullying somebody every fucking day and they blow your head off, who are you to say that they didn't need to do that? I'm not saying it's right to shoot anybody. All I'm saying is you don't get the option of saying what's right and what's wrong. You just don't. Bullying is fucked up. Some people are not going to, some people are going to respond by fighting you back. Some people are going to respond by just, just, because bullying will cause people to take their own life. There have been little kids that have killed themselves. There's little kids that have hung themselves over being bullied. So this is a very serious subject matter we're talking about here. And he lashed out. And was it right? No. But once again, I'll reiterate, who the fuck are we to say, just because you're getting bullied, there's no excuse for you to be shooting. Honestly, it's a perfect excuse. It's not a good one, but it's reality. We we have to live in reality. Reality is when a person is making you feel like you want to kill yourself, mm-hmm. who are we to determine what the fuck you should do at that point? Yeah. I I, I think what she said is correct. Um I I think there's only I think there's very minimal circumstances in which we should kill a person. Um, you know, like coming into your your house and invading your proper property and stuff like that. Um, but I think that she just shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I think it, it, it kind of like, it kind of dismisses the, like the, the, um, the, uh, the fact that he was being bullied by probably by these athletes and, 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 it, and who knows in what capacity, especially on college campuses, it'd be some wild stuff going on on college campuses. Yeah. It'd be like. Like, I don't know. I mean, we have we've had Brent on the podcast and he talked about all the, the stuff that he, you know, he went through with his fraternity and stuff like that. So I just think like she I think a lot of people don't don't have like great communication skills. And I think in and they're very apparent in in these moments, like, you know, there was a there's a version of what she said that could have 
just been a better statement to kind of sum up the overall uh, uh, nature of, of what took place. And um, yeah, I think there's, there's a way to like acknowledge yeah. all aspects of, of what went on and especially his experience. Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's the result of people being bullied. Like you said, it's either mm-hmm. they take their own lives or they start shooting up schools and, and, it, and all these other things. And it needs to be context about everything before you just say that. What, how long was he being bullied? Mm-hmm. Um, in what way was he being bullied? Did he have a parent pass away and they were making fun of him about something he was already struggling with? Did mm-hmm. they beat him up real bad like every day? Like to what extent was he being bullied and had he expressed this to somebody else and all they did was get a slap on the wrist to mm-hmm. where he felt like nobody's, gonna nobody's do doing anything, nobody's defending me, so I'm going to defend myself the only way I know how. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just say he shouldn't have killed them without knowing the full content. Like, because nobody goes straight to killing you. You did not bully this this mm-hmm. dude for a day or two days, and then all of a sudden he was like, "That's it, I'm killing everybody." And he he had this had to be a constant thing, which is why to me uh, it's important that you know even like we're raising our kids when it comes to bullying, it's one thing to not join the bullying, but it's also another thing to step in and stop the bullying. Like mm-hmm. if you're a kid who's considered like one of the cool kids, and you see your friends bullying this one dude. You need to be one of the people to step in and be that guy's friend and say, like, hey, y'all, this is not cool. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to leave him alone, da da da. And at the very least, it will make him feel like he does have, you know, a friend or somebody who cares to where he won't right. kill nobody. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would tell my son, he at least not gonna kill you. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> at least keep you, like, you could buy yourself some time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say this if a parent's kid's getting bullied, right? Yeah, and that kid, their kid, ends up killing himself, and they see the motherfucker that did it. This is what the parents thinking: you should be the one that's dead. Yeah. Okay. Not my kid. You should be dead. You fucking took him to the brink to where he killed himself. You should be dead. Not my kid. That's why I made that statement. You know, and and I'm not trying to say that it's okay. I'm just living in reality. And the truth be told, is kids are dying over this stuff. People mm-hmm. are literally dying over bullying. This is not something to take lightly or say, oh, so-and-so shouldn't have done this. We just can't We can't make the judgment of what a person's supposed to do when they've been bullied. We just can't. We can say, oh, under certain circumstances, if somebody breaks in your house or this or that, from, a moral, from being morally sound. But, but I'm talking about legalities, like. You know, Ain't nobody think about legalities when they're being bullied. The he's going to prison for life, though. The logic is out the window. You're not thinking logically when you shoot a person in their sleep. You're not. But what I'm saying is, like, that's cool. You got bullied, but now you're sitting in prison for your whole life. Well, he also may have accepted that reality before going to do it. It may have been... You just can't decide, like, what's worth it to somebody. This prison time may have been worse. Than it might have been better than getting yeah. Bullied. Like I'm, I may I, I may feel trapped already, or feel like I'm. It's a living hell with these people doing this to me. So I, you know what? I don't even okay. care about the jail. He might because you know you, these people talk to their families. Like, look, man, I'm about to do something crazy. I, Just know I love y'all. Da, mm, da, 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 da. I think we're reading into this, to this too much. I think he blacked out, and I think that blacking out is real. And I think that if you've ever been out with somebody in public at a bar or whatever, and they're getting in an argument with somebody, and they're like, fuck you, motherfucker, and you're trying to hold them back, and they're trying to fight everybody to get to this person, they're not using logic. They're, they're a victim of that moment, and they're so fucking enraged that there is no logic. But how, 
How long does a blackout last? I don't have the answer he for shot that. Th- three because, people? Yeah, he shot three people and one of them was sleep. So the person sleeping couldn't have been bullying him in the moment to where he just flipped out. Like that was a calculated decision. Premeditated. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to wait till he sleep and it's over. You could be premeditated and still black out. Yeah. There was somebody that killed his, uh, he was uh, technically sleepwalking and he killed his, killed his wife or his mother-in-law. Yeah. And he went to court. And they literally showed that this nigga was literally sleepwalking when he did it, which is is not the exact same thing. But I guess it's a form of a blackout. I I guess for me, I I don't because bullying is is very broad. Right. So bullying could be somebody I used to get bullied as a kid for my last name. My kids used to run around and say, like, you know, they just make fun of my last name. So if I shot up the school. Butterfingers. For. Sometimes when Eddie make bad jokes, I just let it breathe. But when, when uh, if fingers. I shot up the school because somebody was making fun of my last name, like in, in the in the that when you really look at it from a logistics standpoint, that just sounds kind of dumb. So mm-hmm. I guess I would need to know more details about like the context in which he was getting bullied. Like there's yeah. like I said, especially in college, there's a version of it where they might have been like physically abusing him, or yeah. they might have been like you know, doing like crazy stuff where they popping up outside of his door and like, you know, showing pictures of, you know, whatever the case may be, some personal pictures or something there. So there's like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a scale to where, you know, something like that makes more sense in terms of the retaliation. But the problem of we're trying to make sense out of it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to go into a theater and shoot people. It doesn't make sense to run planes into a building, Keith. When people do shit like this, they're not thinking. There is no logic. In some way, I want to hurt you. That's all I can see. I don't care about jail. I don't care about getting caught. Fuck. Afterwards, I might be like, "Oh man, they're gonna get me." But what I'm saying is, like, if you if you had a son, and we don't know what our kids, you know, your kid is your son is in school, um, or your kids are in school. We don't know exactly what's going on in every single class. No. So if your son is making fun of another kid. And you find out that your son is making fun of another kid by him being dead by a gunshot. Like, what is your perspective then? I like, mean, you're not talking to your kids enough because on both ends, the bully and the the kid <coughs> getting bullied, parents should be aware of what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. if I hear that my son is bullying, uh, we got to have a real talk, and it's gonna be like he's gonna know that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hear your, you should hear that your kid is being bullied. Because mm-hmm. when you paying attention to somebody, you should know. Like I know my sons better than they know themselves. I know when something is off. Like what's mm-hmm. wrong? What's on your mind? That type of thing. So I feel like you, as the parent, I know it's impossible to, for them to tell you everything, but you, as a parent, should be a safe space for them to come and just express to you certain things. Mm-hmm. Like yo, these kids, mess, so that you can go up to the school and say like, look, he told y'all this boy is messing with him. I'm the parent. I'm here now. It's real to me. I'm not going to stop until uh, something happened with this because my son is not. And I am going to tell my son to come up here and uh, act a fool if y'all don't tell him to leave him alone. Maybe yeah. not kill nobody, but. The unfortunate thing. Oh, we're going to bring all his little ghetto cousins yeah. up here. What do y'all want to see? <laughs> yeah, the unfortunate thing is there's not a lot of parent representation a lot of times. Yeah. And so a lot of these parents, are they fucking suck. And yeah. their kids go to school and the, the cell phone is raising the kid. Yeah. So these kids don't know shit and their parents don't know shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the problem is, is, is I hate to say this, but I'm a parent and my son is getting bullied in any capacity. 
um, and it's by an asshole kid, and that kid's parents oftentimes is a piece of shit themselves. Yeah, I'd be like, look, if that kid does anything, you fuck him up because the school is only going to do so much. They're going to say, hey, leave little Frederick alone, okay? Don't bother Frederick, and then it's just going to graduate to the kid getting your kid getting beat up after school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like at some point parents got to step in, but these parents, a lot of them suck, bro. We got to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of them. My dad was a very active parent, but it was times where when anything would happen, if it, it would involve another kid, that kid's parents wouldn't show up. Mm-hmm. Or if they did show up, they was ghetto as a motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know. Like my, my son goes to a, I'm going to say predominantly white school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they was calling, this was might have been last year. Somebody called him uh, some type of monkey or something. My, my son is mixed too, so I would have for sure been a monkey. I'm a monkey monkey over there, I guess. <laughs> but they said some some form, or they, no, they was making monkey noises. Mm-hmm. And the other kids was laughing. Mm-hmm. And so he told the teacher, we, we told the teacher all this stuff. And I told him, I said, now that everybody is aware, if they do that again, you slap the hell out of him. And you slap him so hard that the people laughing understand that, okay, don't make no monkey noises mm-hmm. at DJ. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta send a message to the whole group that, mm-hmm. look, I'm not playing about this. Mm-hmm. this is some, it's not funny to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not about to pick on me. And, you know, like I said, if you slap the big, if you slap the leader hard enough, the rest of them going to fall If you slap the gorilla, then all the other chimpanzees. Fucking Steve over come out of the way. Crikey, look, he slapped the biggest gorilla. He went down. He assumed hey, his dominance over the gorilla. They just got to know you're not no punk. Even if, they, right. even if it get bad after that. He's afraid to engage. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, somebody would look at him and say, hey, man, you know, you're not a great father for telling your kid to get violent. The unfortunate thing about the real world is some motherfuckers only respond to violence. Yeah, especially, you, especially you get, after I've, I've taken the steps. We right. told the yeah. school, mm-hmm. he, the kids know you don't like it, the school knows. So, he, yes, slap the hell out of him, and then we're going to come up there and talk to the people about why you did it, because we told y'all, and they kept on. And then oh, and the then, people that he I learned slept, from. I slapped daddies, too. For, yeah, he the one that taught too. you how to do the yeah. monkey noises. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of this shit is learned behavior from kids, man. Yeah. It's learned behavior. This was a this was a man that we're talking about, but mm-hmm. he's still a young man. And a lot of times... Yeah, this it, kid's young. College, you, you know, you're 19, 18, 20 yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah you're, you have an underdeveloped brain. Your brain is not fully developed. Your frontal mm-hmm. cortex until you're in your late 20s. You know mm-hmm. where it's going to develop? In prison. Yeah, he's going to be bent over in that motherfucker. Damn. He's really going to be abusing him in there. Man, that nigga's case going to be what's, over with. What? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga might as well create the OnlyFans. <laughs> the Only Jails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God damn. Yeah. Uh, my heart goes out to all involved. Um, but this yeah, ain't, that's a sad situation. But th- this ain't going to stop. This ain't going to stop. I live in the real world. I know somebody going to be shot tomorrow for the same shit. And it's fucked up. And the only Mm -hmm. thing you could do is alert your kids to this and let them know that uh, if they are making fun of somebody, because we all do it, once you see that other person that's really super uncomfortable that you could tell his mood change or something, like, hey, man, you know I'm playing, right? I'm sorry. I'm just playing. Yeah. You need to make sure your kids are empathetic to people that look like, because I've seen some people. Like, back when I was a kid, they didn't express it through shooting people, but it would be like, yeah, 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 you, yeah, you, you, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you funny. You cracking jokes on me, but I, be, I bet you I beat your ass. 
Yeah, that's when it. That's when that they. Shift. That's when it shift. It went from like all jokes, everybody laughing and like, but I bet you I beat your ass, then bitch. And yeah. it's like, damn, you got roasted so bad, you want to get violent. Yeah. So there was too. elements of this even back in the nineties, in mm-hmm. the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. But it would only it would end in a fist fight. Mm-hmm. But now motherfuckers is getting shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that ro- roasting it's. Uh... I don't know. I just wish I had more context to like what happened to him. But I'm sure more and more news will come out as the, yeah. as the weeks goes on. Yep. Yep. All right. Switching gears. Uh, phones at Takeoff's funeral. As we know recently, the rapper Takeoff passed away. Um, and he just had his funeral service. And at that service, somebody had a fucking phone out. A few people had phones out. A few people. Where is this article at? Excuse after me. the family had asked him not to. Yeah, mm-hmm. after the family asked him not to. Let's mm-hmm. skip that. Um, basically, um, Offset was up there speaking his piece and crying and saying, like, I don't know why you chose him, God. You know, I believe in you, Father, but I just don't get it, right? And he was up there crying, and somebody recorded it and put it up there, and everybody was mad, like, hey, man, they said no phones. What the fuck? You know, but that's the issue. I think that that these cell phones have came. I think that what these cell phones are doing is they're – exposing the mental illness within people. Mm -hmm. And I think that what's going on is people like are looking for low moments to still put shit on social media. When takeoff got shot, somebody recorded it. That's crazy. When Nipsey got shot, somebody recorded it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. When Tupac got shot, somebody, I'm just playing. (laughs) All right. All right, Keith. All right. Enough of that. (laughs) All right. Um, <laughs> make you create an only jail account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, man. Like, people's demises are being recorded. That's yeah. a problem. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine like me in a low moment, you know, uh, somebody sucker punched me, I fall down and I'm bleeding and my teeth <laughs> fell out. And you like, yo, that's Eddie McGee from a truck's mom. Yo, what happened, yo? What happened, bro? I'm like, nigga, call the ambulance, man. Fuck. <laughs> Can't you see I'm beat up, man? Give me some help, bitch. Fuck. <laughs> this nigga over here recording me when I'm, my teeth fall out. I think uh, what happened is there's an incentive for... And this is created by um, like TMZ. This is created by like Twitter, Instagram, because um, like entertaining videos get a lot of views. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and TMZ, they know that TMZ actually pays people to have certain footage. So, um, it's one thing. On, on one end, we just are sick as people to to be one to record in situations where we're not we're asked not to record or where we know it's like morally incorrect, but. On the other end, we know that there's value to having Nipsey Hussle like laying on the ground, lifeless. You that know, and that, as sick as that sounds, it even hurts me to say that. But there's like a value to it in terms of getting views on Twitter, getting views on on certain platforms. So, um, it's, it's just it's it's sad, man. I, I just wish that there was a way that we can be more present. You know, even, you know, talking about the uh, Childish Gambino concert we went to, and at the beginning of the concert, he's like, hey, everybody put your phone away. I just want, essentially saying, I want everybody to be present. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, we got a couple of videos here and there, but those memories are still in your head. Oh, man. I feel like when you take your phone out, you, you're you like, you remove yourself from being in the in the moment. You're and, reducing the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that. 
I think that I think at, at one point, um, especially like when we were kids back in the Kodak times, um, you know, especially in, in my family, the the there's mainly the women, but they always captured real Kodak moments. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about back in the day, like DJ could be eating a sandwich over there, take a picture of him, you know how the negative come out, and they put it in a big scrapbook, right? And DJ's four, they get pictures of him when he's four, eight, nine, 18, 26, and you go back to those scrapbooks and it's all just DJ in his organic habitat, just mm-hmm. living his life. Nowadays, everything is overly produced. Mm-hmm. It's people. It's like people can't take a picture without putting a butt in it, or like um, doing certain poses and shit like that. Back in the day, people actually took pictures to record moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like it's it's done at someone's demise. They bleeding out their head, or they 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 recording every situation, or they going on live. Mm-hmm. Yo, they need to take the live feature away from people, hmm. dog. I'm serious. I, they need to just take live off. Like we're not broadcasters, we're mm-hmm. not. And and most of the times, literally ninety percent of the time, when I see non-popular, famous people go live, it's for no reason. They just drinking alcohol or something like. Yeah. What's up, y'all? What are y'all doing tonight? I'm like, nigga, you got one person watching the video. Talk about y'all. Yeah. Tap in. Yeah. I, like, I think the worst part about it all is they're not doing it. Uh, for morals or for money or for anything other than likes. Social Literally, if, if 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 the last few videos you posted got 41 likes and you see Takeoff get shot or Nipsey get shot and you record the situation, you the first thing you're thinking is like, wow, I'm going to be the first to post this. Mm-hmm. You're not, first of all, you're not even going to make money. Mm-hmm. You literally, mm-hmm. most of them are not even smart enough to say, look, I got this footage. TMZ. If y'all want it, I need this amount of money. No, they yeah. just they someone, just want to. We just want to be first. Yeah, someone so, recently had more coverage on Nipsey getting shot. That was probably a couple weeks or a month ago. Really? Yeah, it's like a newer video. Damn. But you gotta be that. I mean, they're like that because they can't really call TMZ and say, "Look, I got this footage. I'll sell it for this much." Because they know they're not the only one who pulled their phone out. The yeah, problem like four is, or five people. There. Yeah, it'd be a bunch mm-hmm. of people. Everybody. Everybody pulled their phone. This man just got shot. All y'all mm-hmm. pulled your phone out to record. Nobody pulled it out to call nine one one. That is a problem. That's yeah, wild. yeah. In fact, you may be holding your phone, saying "Call nine one one" while Bruh. recording. <laughs> like, that's the crazy. I can't thing. pause the video. Yeah, we've seen all the. We've seen videos like that though, where mm-hmm. the person holding your camera saying, "Someone call nine one one." Yeah, bro, you're holding the camera. You're not trying to go up and. You know, talk to him to make sure he is staying alive and all mm-hmm. these types of things. I think I think that the word to summarize this is not only just, you know, poor morals, but oversharing. I think oversharing runs deeper. I think that some people, they overshare their personal relationships. They overshare people's demise. They overshare how much money they're making. They're oversharing how bad their life is. They're oversharing. You need to keep some shit for you. Yeah. And I, I think what happens, too, is, is like that element of social media is just bad like it's 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 really bad because you're putting yourself in a position where you're almost trying to like you're trying to explain your life when you're oversharing your personal shit Mm -hmm. which is no one's business you're Mm -hmm. volunteering that Mm -hmm. now when you're when you're recording somebody else's demise like you're not even giving them the option of saying no Mm -hmm. you just like yo this guy's brain is hanging out yeah. And I want to share this just because maybe it might be considered important to somebody and I could get some attention for it. Yeah. yeah. The worst part is 
worse than the recording, you left from recording that and still was like, watched it back and said, post. Like, yeah. it's one thing to like, for your gut reaction or your, you know, your, your, your very instant reaction to you pull your phone out and record. Okay, you did that. Now, for you to go review the tape and be like, yeah, that's still good to post. It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. For you, for your real morals to not set in and be like, you know what? Let me delete this. This ain't cool to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that you know that AutoZone off of um, off of Ming. It's right there in the same parking lot with Liquor King and all that, and the laundromat right off of mm-hmm. Ash. Mm-hmm. There's an AutoZone yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Somebody drove through the store, and I was and I was there when it happened. Yeah, I was coming off of work late. And the person had just drove to the fucking side of the store. Mm-hmm. He drove in it. It's fucking uh, air fresheners and shit all over the. It's yeah. fucked this up. Car probably smelled good, huh? I don't know. All I know is, is I was like, I was literally about to pull my phone out. Like, oh my god, damn, what happened? And I just drove off. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck is that gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah. I had a moment where I was about to record that, but I'm like, record it for what? Like, who is this helping? What yeah. is this doing? And I just kept driving. You yeah. know, like, what, like, what, what, why? And then I also, I was driving back. I was headed to the yard uh, before I got off of work. This is about three weeks ago. There was a dude that drove through someone's yard off California. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was drunk. He hit, he hit a curb and drove through the motherfucking yard. And I could have been like, ooh, uh, let me put my phone out. Because mm-hmm. I seen everything that happened. But who was that going to help? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I just think we live in a... It's like sometimes sometimes we got too much, uh, too many capabilities. We got the ability to record everything, yeah. take a picture of everything. And it's uh, then you just have like dumbass people with like Bruh, cell phones. And it's going to get bad. People going to be like, hey, yo, what's up? I'm fucking my wife right now. Yeah. yeah. The comments were like, dang, this nigga got a little dick. <laughs> 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 These are my confessions. <laughs> Damn, this nigga jacking off in the shower again. <laughs> yes, I want my money back with my OnlyFans. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, man. Yeah, I just think, I don't know. I think even, you know, we went uh, to Las Vegas with DJ after he got married. And it was one of those moments where I think even his wife had mentioned that they didn't even take their phones out or like they didn't really we have We got pictures one picture like from our whole honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a a phone booth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I think even with that, there's so many like memories that you probably can refer to without actually. We we have a lot of things like that where Mm -hmm. we just don't have our phone out. So, uh, yeah, naturally, I don't think that should not be your first thought. Is let me like even Childish Gambino saying that at the concert. Mm -hmm. That is that should be as a person who paid. X amount of dollars to go see this person. I just seen some Taylor Swift tickets. I know that there was like a lot of controversy behind that, but like mm-hmm. um, Lil Duval posted Taylor Swift tickets going for like ninety four thousand. Mm-hmm. You think I'm about to pay ninety four thousand and then watch this through a phone screen? Versus, that don't make sense. It yeah. does, it makes no sense. I can't even record. Or I can't even record my son's basketball games because I can't look at the screen and watch i yeah. have to somebody else got to record because yeah. i need to be able to watch the game yeah so so that should never be your first reaction especially when somebody is laying on the ground literally dying your first instinct yeah. should be to help not to yeah get some clout I, I think that it's a dope thing when you mentioned like about your wife and how you guys really take pictures i think it's an awesome thing and i don't want to i don't want to pigeonhole women but i think it's an awesome thing when you do meet a woman that's not strung out on social media yeah 
You know what I mean? Someone that is really willing, is able to be in that moment without having all those distractions. Like, oh, babe, let me get your food real quick. Oh, babe, let me get this. Oh, yeah, that oh let me get a, that right there. Oh, that's oh let me get that. And it's like, God damn, man, mm-hmm. fuck. There's hella pictures of food in your phone. That's a, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, man. Like, like, what you gonna do with a picture of a food? With a food? Bro, just eat the goddamn sandwich. That's why I stopped recording <laughs> concerts. Yeah. I, I went to like Chris Brown concert, had a bunch of videos, boys. Did you get boys, that punch? All these, no, I didn't this get the punch. <laughs> but I like... I stopped recording concerts because I realized, like, bro, those videos literally sit in my phone. I never see them. Yo, I, you don't even go back and. Like, I mean, at least me personally, I don't look at it. No, like most people don't. Stuff. I know I did. Mm-hmm. All got deleted, and I stopped doing because it it's like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. I got some. I got some pretty good coverage from that Gabino concert. <clears throat> yeah, I got some pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was getting off. He was doing a great job. But yeah, yeah let's go ahead and uh, close this out here shortly. Uh, last one. Um, switching gears. Uh, new after school Satan Club coming to Tehachapi Elementary School. Um, Tehachapi Golden Hills Elementary is getting a new after school club, but it's not your typical dance or photography club. Instead, they'll be getting an after school Satan Club sponsored by Satanic Temple and and Reason Alliance. Um, the Satanic Temple is a non non theistic religious organization that is not. To be confused with the Church of Satan. The After School Satan Club was created within the last 10 years and meant to educate children, encourage critical thinking, and not teach Satanism. According to Lucian Gray, y'all need to change the name, man. Um, the co founder of spokesperson of the After School Satan Club, we keep religious matters out of the teachings. Stop calling it the Satan Club. Of the After School Satan Club, and people often ask us, well, then why include Satanism at all? being that people are going to be offended by it. Well, the fact that the matter is there's nothing to be offended by and we don't want people to be unaware of who we are when we run these programs as we think there would be more intense backlash if they were trying to hide it, said Greaves. Man, look here, dog. This is the issue with the progressive mindset in America. When you push the boundaries over and over, you know, and you want to push all this shit on kids and you want to the pronoun shit and all of that on these kids, then everything else is going to fly, too. Mm-hmm. And this is the issue, man. If somebody says, look, I've, I identify as a black man, but he is white as a uh, as a as a as a person from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. Th- this is what happens. People get to do and say anything. And it mm-hmm. just it gets so delusional and so fucking so fucking lost that they literally got elementary kids in the Satan Club after school. <laughs> this is this is on us, man. Yeah, it 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 kind of sounds like nonsense, but this is a real club, and I think that I, it it it's hard to say. I think we were having a conversation earlier about like instead of having both, let's just take both out, and you know that could be applied to any subject matter. But I think with this, like. You know, so there might be a way where we could say, like, well, there's Christianity in, in the school and we're praying to God and in, in the uh, Pledge of Allegiance and stuff like that. But it's just different. Like our country is built on like in God we trust and all these different statements. So right. to introduce Satanism, it, it just kind of seems like that. It kind of seems like this progressive way of um, um, 
being inclusive or whatever right. the case may Satan be. Satan was marginalized like anyone else. <laughs> and it's not right That's, that we like yeah. hold him back from the children because yeah. children should learn more about Satan. Yeah. He, he wasn't a bad person. He and wasn't a bad person. That's what I was going to say. What, what are they going to try to teach? Because... I mean, it's not as though religion don't teach you about Satan. So mm-hmm. are y'all about to try to convince me that he's a good guy? Like what are convinced these kids that he's a good guy? Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. And this goes into a lot of different subjects, but certain subjects sh- like let kids be kids. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like certain things. Can, if you OK, if you're a Satanist and you want your kid to learn about that, teach it at home. Mm-hmm. If you. You know, if you whatever you subscribe to, whatever you like to do, certain things should be taught at home. Uh, school is for it used to be. We don't do we even allow art classes anymore. Like, I don't think that they have because when I was going to school, I went to like a magnet school. Mm-hmm. I went to Thorner. So I had like art class and I could take music and I could take gymnastics and I take drama, like regular performing arts. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's all types of extra stuff that our kids are being taught are being exposed to and being told they have a choice to do mm-hmm. when it be, it's like, I, I didn't want my kid to even have to hear mm. that going to a Satan club was an option. Mm-hmm. Um, let me teach them what I want to teach them at home. And then you do the same with yours. And next is going to be an after school twerking class. Exactly. Yeah. Just because it should be okay to raise your daughter to be a stripper from second grade on up. That's fucking wild. yo. That I, could I, be I, your career. I think what I would say is like, um, there, I think education worked better when there wasn't so much freedom. Like there was, Damn. like now nowadays, like people are raising. I don't have kids, so I can't really say. But they're raising um, children where like they have a choice. They get to choose mm. what they wear to school. They get to choose if they want to do this or that. They get to choose this, and it's just like I think that that level of freedom for a person that's brain is not developed is is um, is dangerous. You know, and that's I the think, part yeah. that's overlooked when you speak about giving them certain freedoms. Mm-hmm. Their brain is underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. They won't even know what to do with the freedom. Yeah. Like, and I think freedom is going to sound crazy because we are in America. Freedom, number one, it doesn't actually exist here. There's not, there's certain things you can't do. That's number mm-hmm. one, including like freedom of speech, as we see with the cancel culture mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, freedom is also very like overrated. Mm-hmm. Because too much freedom, if we could just do whatever we want, imagine how much evil would be done in the world. Or, like, So we, there needs to be restriction. Mm-hmm. So to give kids the freedom of, I feel like giving kids freedom of to make certain choices at school eliminates the freedom of the parent to control what their kid is exposed to. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll tell you what, though. And this is what parents don't really, I don't know if they grasp this. You can control which, whatever you want. You can control it. That's fine. But it's going to come down to your kid as a young man or a young woman to evaluate their own life because yeah. it doesn't matter. Because like when it comes to me and my dad, there's certain things we're night and day. But that's because I made my own decisions. Yeah. Right. I took I, I took a, like a lot of things from my father. But as a man, there's certain things I learned on my own. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to come down to them making, you know, educated choices as a young woman or a young man. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's one of the biggest heaviest things that parents don't have shit to do with you gotta mm-hmm. hope that your young person um is making enough uh valuable choices otherwise it go i've seen good parents with fucked up kids mm-hmm. great parents yeah yeah kids just a fuck up yeah <laughs> i, th- I yeah. think that um we mentioned it earlier about like 
some of these narratives with uh, like some of these hate groups like the KKK and the mm-hmm. Nazis and stuff like that, they started off as like from a from a uh, what people would deem like a morally good place. You know, mm-hmm. they may have started off in the community just trying to help people out. And then it turned into this master diabolical plan to like get rid of a certain race of people. Mm-hmm. So I think we got to be careful with like introducing these like very off brand groups into our society. Because yeah. it's, it's small now. The Satan Club is small now. And next thing you know, you know, who knows what, what it looks like. I also don't think it's an accident that they are targeting uh, our children. Yeah, yeah kids. Because yeah. they're they, yeah. they, 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 they trying to get them when they're most impressionable. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, this was an elementary school, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Why, why is there not one at the high school where the kids already kind of like, mm-hmm. you, you're trying to get to them early mm-hmm. while they can really be uh, confused out here. Yeah. And yeah. I I don't think that that's an accident. I feel like you know what I'm saying we know Satan is out here. We know what he's doing. You I would be, say I would say, um, we just have to be mindful. Say I guess Satan is just it sounds odd because I'm a Christian, but we got to be mindful of like the intentions of these groups because um, Christianity was used to spread slavery. Right. Yeah. You know, just to. Wow. So I think I think it's just important. Like, damn, if if their true nature is just to teach kids skills and that's if if they're being genuine, which I don't know. But, you know, I just think we got to be mindful of like the real. My thing is, what skill are you learning in, in, in that class? Because Woodshop is not at the school. Mm. Um, probably how to start home, fires home, home economics is, is not <laughs> definitely that's all they can learn is how to start <laughs> fires and then go stand in it because <laughs> that's, that's you gotta learn how to take this Ouija board yeah take extreme <laughs> amounts of heat right now uh, <laughs> uh, oh man yeah. yeah that's wild Yeah, you gotta you can't when people get influenced um, by whatever, right? It, you got to be careful because all of a sudden, before you know it, niggas is in there jacking off in the shower. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't want that's that a wild callback at all? You said what? So that's a wild callback. No, it's been called back every second. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crazy part. That's funny. Can you imagine having to explain that shit? Be like, man, look, the night started off good, you know. Um, we had a good dinner, good conversation, and one thing led to the next. I was jacking off in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Singing. <laughs> or somebody wild. knocking on the door while mm-hmm. he in the shower. You all right? What are you doing? I'm recording a video from out no. the shower door. <laughs> no, the wild part is that Snapchat like replays your video. No. On the loop? The yeah, on the loop. So, you know, after you record it, it plays it back extra loud. So Oh, so he can't hit that note that Eddie get over there. Who yet? Because he just be like, who yet? Who yet? Who over yet? and over with and that squishing sound. Get that lotion. <laughs> he got good lotion if, if it survived the shower. I was, <laughs> I, was on the sh- I was on the shampoo when I was that age. Uh, <laughs> shampoo? When I was that young enough to crazy. be using the shower. Uh, that nigga you know the crazy thing about nut hair has got no dandruff in it <laughs> at all. <laughs> Pubic hair is well conditioned at, oh, at no. fourteen. I said, uh, "What do you got? You got waves down here, but not on your head. That's crazy." Oh, uh, this nigga got Rottweiler hair on his head. <laughs> balls smell like Selsun Blue. No dandruff. Oh man, you got Tresemme on your that balls. That's crazy. Oh yo, <laughs> yo, these niggas nuts, mad sparkly, yo. <laughs> Glitter. 
Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, looks like we came to the end of this one, man. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. And I'm DJ. Hey, I'm a, I almost said your name just now. I don't no, know what didn't. happened. Yeah, I almost said it. Wow. I almost said I'm Eddie McGee. We got to do that over. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Because you almost said it. You didn't say it, nigga. I know, but in my head, I was like, I can't let this slide without saying it. You got to stop eating all that beef before the podcast, It's man. all that confessions and jacking off in the shower. <laughs> That's what got you thinking you Eddie? <laughs> yes, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> stop <laughs> thinking of me, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, all right, baby. folks. Let's try this shit again. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're out of here. Yep. Oh, I forgot to mention DJ. <laughs> DJ's here, too. It's your boy, K. Fings. I mean, DJ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this we is We got to get it right. Hold on one more time. All right. Um, wind. You're supposed to say water. So oh, Captain Planet. Water. Fire. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to be fire after satanic people. They, they, I, I think he it, do got the red shoe. He do got the red bottoms on too. You know what? Okay. I think would be dope as a tribute to the Green Ranger if we fucking if we had the visual content mm-hmm. that we all like fucking morph we fucking morph together like fucking Mythosaur. <laughs> Pterodactyl. <laughs> Triceratops. EBT. <laughs> Dequarius. Let's start naming. <laughs> you imagine that, but you said every hood nigga's name after you try to power up. Oh, Deontay. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Earl. This is some from the sixties. <laughs> Willie Earl. God damn. Some from the sixties. Oh man. That's wild. Oh man. All, All right. right. Let's run it out. Let's go ahead and, and uh, close this thing out, man. Uh, once again. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you, man. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. And your boy, DJ. And we're out of here. Peace.